0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. The B.C. legislature was rocked by scandal seeing the former clerk and now former sergeant at arms escorted out of the building amidst allegations of questionable spending and expenses. Well, now the third—I think it's the third—trying to keep track here—report on the situation has been released. There's some eye-opening information in detail on this one. The latest released last night was done by Doug Lepard, former Vancouver deputy police chief, and it has, well, some different information, new information than what we have heard before. Uh, specifically, when it comes to Sergeant at Arms Gary Lentz, and the reason why is this report was done under the auspices of the Police Act because, as the sergeant at Arms, uh, Gary Lentz would have fallen under that act for his job. And so that's what Doug Lepard was looking into. Now in it, uh, some of the things that Doug Lepard said that he came to the conclusion of is that there was an egregious breach of public trust here. He believes that Lentz was not completely honest uh, in talking to Beverly McLaughlin and her report about the legislature expanse scandal and other situations as well. So we also thought it before we are going to talk to Richard Dussman about this in just a moment. But we also uh, thought we would take a moment here and go back to an interview that we did with Sergeant at Arms Gary Lentz. Now, he spoke to us back in May. And this was just when Beverly McLaughlin's report had come out. And he told us at that time that his evidence to Beverly McLaughlin in her investigation was truthful.
1: I gave evidence that was uh, truthful. I gave uh, uh, documents and I gave other uh, correspondence to uh, Justice Bev McLaughlin. She reviewed the whole matters uh, in context with everybody else's and found no misconduct. If, if there was anything that I that I had done that was wrong, it would have came out in the report, and, of course, I've been exonerated.
0: Do you wish, though, looking back, that perhaps you'd done things
1: differently? You know, that's that's a very good question, and I think in the future I would probably do things differently uh, in the context that I would have more documentation. I'd make sure that uh, the uh, a better flow of, of communications and process uh, would, would be in place. I felt it was adequate at the time, but in view of this report and and these circumstances that have been brought forward, um, yeah, I would definitely, if I when I when I do go back, would be to ensure that there's better systems in place.
0: You just said when you do go back, do you want your job back? You want to go back?
1: It's from day one. That's all I've ever wanted is just to go back to work.
0: Now, we should also mention here that Gary Lenz uh, resigned from the job last week, just before Doug Lapard's report was made public. And what he said in that audio there is very important, because he talked about his information that he provided to Beverly McLaughlin, and it is directly contradicted by the Lapard report, where Doug Lapard says that that is simply not the case. Also, we just wanted to highlight another part of our conversation that we had with Gary Lentz, where we talked about his expectations from upcoming investigations like this one that just came out. But this is one report, though, right, Mr. Lentz? I mean, there's others still to come. There's a special prosecutor. There's a, a police investigation. Are you at all concerned about those?
1: No, you know, um, I know my, this is a process. We have um, the, uh, the, the police investigation that is still, uh, still to come. And uh, we've been in, the police have been in touch with us just recently, and there we'll be having a, an interview with them. But you know, from the beginning, I've done nothing wrong, and I'm looking forward to sitting down with the police and answering any questions they have for as long as they want to have have me there. As I said, I've done nothing wrong. I've done nothing wrong in, in, in this report. I've done nothing wrong, in, in, for sure, in anything anything slightly criminal. And I look forward to getting this cleared up as quickly as possible so I can get back to doing the job that i was been assigned to do.
0: Is, are, did the police ask for a an interview then? Will you be doing that in the near future?
1: Oh, yes, very much. So uh, we've, uh, I haven't spoken to my lawyer on the exact date yet, but I am aware that there is a date that has been selected. And um, we'll be uh, having those conversations. And like I said, uh, I've done nothing wrong, and I look forward to having that, that conversation with them and getting this cleared up.
0: That is the former sergeant at arms, Gary Lentz, back in May when the Beverly McLaughlin report came out. Pretty sure it's a different tune today now that Doug Lepard's report has been released. Let's break down what we found out in this report now with the help of Global News Online legislative reporter Richard Zussman.
2: Good morning, Richard.
0: Good morning, Simi. All right, so he obviously feels like, oh, he had done nothing wrong, but can you walk us through what the Lapard report says about that?
2: Yeah, and obviously a lot has changed since that interview was done in May, right? Gary Lenz has now quit as Sergeant at Arms, as you mentioned, and you know we learned last week that Gary Lenz had seen a copy of this Lapard report before he decided to announce his resignation. Uh, Now we've all seen it, so let's walk through it like you mentioned. The Lapard report really focuses on one accusation and one incident. That incident was brought up in the Plekis report, which was the removal of bottles of alcohol from the legislature. And there was a conference that was held at the legislature, and the accusation was that the bottles were being brought from the legislature paid for by the public to Craig James's house and that Gary Lenz was involved in loading the alcohol into a vehicle. The excuse that Gary had made uh, throughout this process was that uh, he believed that Craig was going to return the alcohol uh, and be reimbursed for that return. What Doug LePard found based on his investigation and the number of witnesses he spoke to was that that was not the case there was no way that lens um could have reasonably thought that these bottles were actually being returned. Let me read to you just parts of that report. SAA Lenz's statement that he believed the liquor was being returned is demonstrably false based on the totality of the evidence I gathered. SAA Lenz's untruthful oral statements and written submissions to Justice McLaughlin regarding the 2013 liquor incident, including with respect to his conversation with Speaker Plekis and Mr. Mullen in 2018, cost constitute an egregious breach of public trust. Right. So it isn't just Simi that uh, he didn't tell the truth around the alcohol. It's that he then lied about it when he spoke to Justice McLaughlin. And again, it's Lepard's word against Lenz's word against McLaughlin's word. You know, we've heard that through this entire discussion. As you mentioned, we're now getting to almost a year of this. Yes. Yes. But again, witnesses have come forward here to make arguments that make it seem like there's no – that obviously Gary Lenz lied to McLaughlin in this situation.
0: And that's what struck me when I was reading through the report last night is that he told Beverly McLaughlin one thing. But in the Lepard report, there are numerous witnesses that Doug Lepard found credible that say Gary Lentz told them something very different even at the time.
2: And so he was telling two different stories. Right. And I think that's ultimately the findings of this and the conclusion that uh, there was enough grounds here that Lentz, uh, would have been disciplined. Would that have meant he would have been fired with cause from his position, Sergeant at Arms, because of lying to Beverly McLaughlin? That we will never know. Because the process of hiring the clerk and the sergeant-at-arms is complicated. It goes through the members of the Legislative Assembly. But the fact that Lenz resigned and, and, you know, as the listeners know, what he explained last week in a statement was that he resigned because he didn't believe that he could go back uh, and continue his work at the Legislative Assembly uh, because the damage that had been done to his reputation would never fully be repaired and that if he continued as sergeant-at-arms he he would be doing a disservice to the office. that right. That's a quote from last week. And so, you know, you have to think the two are tied together. But again, yeah. this this is far more complicated than it is simple. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's we've so true. Many so people, true. and as you've mentioned, we've seen a lot of these reports. We've seen the McLaughlin report. We've seen one report from Carol Bellringer, the Auditor General. She has now decided that she's going to resign. I spoke to her last night. It was the first interview she has done since all of this, uh, After she spoke to the Legislative Assembly Management Committee and she said, you know what, I'm 62 years old. I have a lot of health issues like any 62-year-old does. I have other things I want to do, but... Did this situation with the Speaker and and the Sergeant Arms and the Clerk cause a lot of stress in my life? Yeah, it sure did. And so, you know, this is this has taken yeah. its toll on a lot, a lot of people, and we continue to sieve through, and there's going to be more. As you mentioned, the RCMP investigation is not done yet. Yeah, We're going to see workplace reviews. There's a lot more to come here.
0: You know what's interesting, though, Richard, about this over the last year? There's two, I think, incidents, despite how complicated this whole thing has been, that really stuck in the public's mind. One was the wood splitter, yeah. right? And the second was this image of the truckload of alcohol being removed from the legislature and who knows what happened to it. And that's really what I think this story is all about.
2: Yeah, and I think that is a big part of it is that it just seems so wrong. People know that, you know, when... You can enjoy the alcohol at an event if you're an employee or you're invited to the event, but you don't take it home because that's paid for by the taxpayer. Yeah. And I think it creates, as mentioned in the Lepard Report, this breach of trust. And, you know, I think it's reasonable to know that that Gary Lenz himself knew that it wasn't, but, but it's unclear if he ever actually benefited, right? So why did he believe it was important to not tell the truth to protect something that clerk Craig James had done right and so that that to me uh is still an unanswered question that I struggled to get my head around and Gary Lenz has decided not to do any more interviews you know we've had these statements from him now uh you know I've I've tried to find him to ask him questions we've had no luck doing so right you know we'd like to hear from him to try to explain all he seems to have done wrong here is lie to Beverly McLaughlin, but which why? is egregious in itself. Yeah, exactly. So why? Why exactly? And 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 because it was Craig James who seemingly broke the rules and potentially the law by stealing this alcohol, and that's what the RCMP will conclude. But why lie um, if this is something that you know doesn't you you did not benefit from? We're
0: talking to Richard Zussman about it, our Global News online legislative reporter. What happens now with this information, Richard?
2: Yeah. So, Simi, I think, you know, it's gone to the Legislative Assembly Management Committee. They were debating uh, last night whether to release this publicly. They ultimately decided that it was in the best interest to do so. Considering that Lens has now resigned, uh, it just goes on to the pile of uh, reports that have been done into this. You know, the, the legislature is making substantial changes around uh, rules and reporting practices in terms of uh, spending public money. You know, all of that is getting factored in. But this case alone is just going to be handed over. I think right. it also will be handed to the RCMP to look at. The one thing that still miffs me about it all is Alan Mullen, the chief of staff to the Speaker, is the one that brought forward this concern And Plekis' office, the one that Mullen works for, is the one that asked for the investigation from Doug Lapard. And, you know, clearly both Mullen and Plekis want there to be justice here at the legislature. They want people to be held accountable for the misspending that we've seen. Yeah. But again, it seems to be a strange step in process to me that not only did they complain, but then they hired the person to commission it. I think Doug Lapard clearly is incredibly credible, uh, but so was Beverly McLaughlin. So we, we keep sieving through this idea of, you know, who has all the facts and, and um, how are we getting them? And there seems to be a disconnect there for me still as we work the process through. The RCMP will ultimately uh, ho- have the final play in all of this. They yeah. have been the longest investigation. They have uh, greater access to po- like subpoena powers and things like that than the other people do in all of this. So I think obviously we'll have to wait. Uh, on judgment on all of this until we hear from yep. the RCMP.
0: I still am so curious about some of the details that were deep in that Lepard report too, you know, <laughs> like about the actual truckload of liquor and where yeah. it went. Apparently, a- according to this report that numerous people said it was supposed to go to the former speaker, Bill Barrassoff's house, but you know, no confirmation on that. And also the fact that the other former speaker, Linda Reed, there was a lot of information that she refused to provide to Doug Lepard.
2: So we will try to, talk to Linda Reed today. Uh, we've had challenges uh, talking to her about this issue in the past, but uh, now that the legislative session is back, uh, she will be in question period like all of her other colleagues and we will attempt to ask her why, seemingly, based on reading the report, she is one of uh, the few people that uh, declined to speak uh, to Doug Lapard. So yeah. uh, she turned down an opportunity to be interviewed. An interview was requested. She still is an elected official serving the community of Richmond. uh, And uh, I think for that, uh, she should be held accountable and at least answer the questions to what she knew and when. Maybe it helps provide information to figure out what happened here. Maybe it doesn't. But considering she's the former speaker, uh, and she was the speaker at the time of this incident, uh, she could provide some incredibly valuable information.
0: Yeah, I still want to know who got the truckload of booze. Where right. did it go? And,
2: and I'm, do we know if she knows? Maybe not. Maybe she does. But yeah, that is one of those questions. And, you know, I think still the public feels like, uh, is there a way to get repaid for all of this? And I think ultimately, yeah. with, you know, Gary Lenz and Craig James retiring, resigning, however you want to say it, uh, there are very few functions to actually get this back. You know, potentially there's the uh, civil courts, which would be very rare in this situation, but I think the public feels like, well, our money was misspent and misused because of a lack of rules at the legislature and the public should get that money back. I think it's going to be hard to do that, but I think the public feels that could be a piece of accountability here too.
0: I believe it. All right, Richard, thank you. Thanks to me. Good luck with getting those answers today. That (laughs) is Richard Sessman, our global news online legislative reporter.